0: Welcome to Dig It. This is Edge with my co host Corey Lynn of Corey Stiggs. Hey there, Corey. Hello, hello. Good. How are we this week? Good to be back this week. We missed last week.
1: We did. And I don't think we even put out an announcement. <laughs> it Gosh. just, got... sorry guys. Right, sorry. Just still lots, lots of stuff going on here. Lots of personal things taken care of.
0: Yeah, so it's good to be back. Glad to have you guys with us today. We're going to get into a few things uh, today. Uh, First up, we've got uh, my report I did for Corey Stiggs on the many layers of pride, uh, meaning the pride movement and all the agendas behind it. Um, We're going to talk about um, some updates, some good updates on the Missouri versus Biden case and a win for free speech. Also, we're going to get into... Nuclear threats, Ukraine and NATO, not good things happening on that front. And then we'll close out with this discussion of some experiences that you've personally had, Corey, and a lot of people in your area and just smoke in multiple, in states, like multiple
1: states multiple states across our country yeah
0: smoke in the northeast and some strange reports from people in that area of symptoms that they've been having so
1: and north and middle and west i mean it's really it you know because this has been going on for like a month yeah it's pretty crazy
0: yeah yeah so i'm interested to hear your experiences and then i know that you had posted something on social media And I was really interested to read a lot of those comments of the adverse events that other people were experiencing. So we'll get into that and maybe listeners will have, you know, some personal experience and want to leave a message in the comments about what they went through. So, yeah. All right. So first up is the report I put out last week, closing out the Pride Month. I don't know about you, but I'm just so glad (laughs) The month-long celebration of mental illness is over, are you?
1: Oh, yeah, (laughs) except for now they want to make it, like, the whole season.
0: Right, it's a season. It's a (laughs) summer of pride. It's never enough. It's never enough. It can't be a day. It has to be a month. Now it's not, a month's not good enough. It has to be a whole summer.
1: It's a whole lifetime, Edge. A Yes,
0: yes. So in case you missed it, Uh, I posted this um, report last week, and since we weren't uh, here to discuss it, we're going to just go over it a little bit this week. So I think people um, just my general take is I think that people may mistake, make the mistake of thinking that the pride agenda, the transgender agenda, it's really purely profit driven And I do go into that, the profit aspect of this um, in my report, but it goes so much deeper than that, doesn't it? Oh, way deeper.
1: Way deeper. We could sum it up with identity and then expand.
0: (laughs) Right. Yeah. So I kind of broke it down into layers, like superficial layers and getting all the way down to those deep layers like on top everybody can see the mass propaganda campaign i mean we can't avoid it it's everywhere we go and it's the really disturbing part about it is how it targets children um especially in the school systems right i mean oh yeah sorry i had
1: i was on mute
0: (laughs) yeah so target
1: of children That's the name of the game.
0: That is the name of the game because they're the next generation. If you want to indoctrinate, you first start with them, right? So, um, but I go deeper into it and I talk about the um, mental illness problem that we have in this country. And I mean, it's really on the rise. I mean, like 20 year highs um, for mental illness. illness, depression, suicides, especially among women and young people. Does that surprise you at all?
1: Not at all. Not at all. I mean, this is this is their goal. You know, if you start stripping away people's identity and look at what kids have gone through these past few years. I mean, us adults are downright exhausted from this. Imagine you know, and, and and there are many adults who are incapable of discerning. So imagine being a child going through the last few years of hell. And then you add all of this to it at the same time, because while this has been going on for a long time, we've watched the major ramp up in it over the last few years because they get them when they're down.
0: Exactly, exactly. you target the people who are most most vulnerable, mm-hmm. the people who have these mental health issues, and you can't deny how much the pharmaceutical industry, you know big pharma, is involved in driving that so but i, but,
1: but I would I would say they're creating the mental yep. health issues,
0: mm-hmm. Absolutely. Manufacturing it through the social engineering aspect of it, Mm -hmm. but also from the big pharma aspect of it as well, because, like, you go in um, for having some mental health issues, and the first thing they want to do is give you some pills to pop, right? Right. Yep. Yeah. So I definitely get into that, um, that aspect of the mental illness, and how it coincides with this huge ride, rise in gender dysphoria, because that's another thing they want to do. The second that you have any mental health issues, then they start, you know, trying to slap a gender dysphoria label on it times, right. right? In fact, I think 70% or more of the adolescents diagnosed with gender dysphoria were previously diagnosed with mental illnesses. There's, not, there's a huge correlation between those two.
1: Well, and, and the other huge correlation is if you didn't have <laughs> televisions and smartphones around, these, these kids would not be uh, manipulated uh, and brainwashed in the way that they are. The Hollywood, what they're doing in every single show out there, every movie, every TV series. Okay, I won't say the word every. We'll say 98%. You cannot watch anything now without there being uh, some form of trans incorporated into it, whether it's, whether it's just cross-dressing or they're in the process of transgendering or the, the girls all have cut their hair off and, you know, they're acting like boys and it's all over the place. And so they try to create these trends, these fads, this glamour, this fashion, they make it this whole thing. Mm -hmm. It's it's really disgusting. And then they declare, well, it's a mental illness. So we're just going to, we're just going to feed it to you and feed it to you as though it's normal. And we're going to call it and declare it in our medical books as a mental illness, but then we're going to come back later and say, this is not a mental illness. How dare you say that?
0: Right, but instead of getting to the heart of the issue, why these people feel depressed, why they have gender dysphoria, or mm-hmm. may or may not have it, actually, but um, it, it, then they just, they they really kind of bottleneck everybody into one solution. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, change your gender, and you'll be cured of all your mental health issues.
1: Yes, here's some puberty blockers. Let's right. Let's begin with that.
0: hmm exactly, exactly. Um, but I definitely no
1: need to see a mental health professional to get that prescription,
0: (laughs) right? But I definitely (laughs) talk about the counter movement too, which is awesome to see. I mean, um, I've seen videos recently of kids in schools really pushing back when it comes to the indoctrination in the school systems. Um, I've seen the movies that really push this crap and the cartoons and stuff that push this crap, they're tanking, right? Um, Mm -hmm. And then we're seeing definitely pushback um, in, uh, you know, these kind of uh, pride ads being pushed um, throughout corporations and the boycotts of these corporations. So it really, uh, I do see a counter movement building more so this year than in previous years. Have you seen that?
1: Definitely. Definitely. More and more people are bringing it up and, Not afraid to say anything, and even I've been around people who you know are just acquaintances or strangers, and they'll crack jokes about it or you know sarcasm because it's so in our faces. Everyone's sick of it. Everyone's Mm -hmm. just fed up.
0: Fed up, absolutely.
1: But But you know, I just want to also mention one other thing is um, so I have a friend whose uh, daughter decided she was going to exit school and do homeschooling, and immediately we got her back. It was like, she just over the past few years, just went through all this constant pressure and anxiety. And, and she would share with me what was going on in the school and, um, everything going on with the gender stuff. And of course, prior to that, the mask stuff and everything, and she is at peace and she is happy. And it's like, it's like getting your kid back, you know? Yep what what these schools are doing to them um and then if they want to cry mental illness take your kids out of public school because they're the ones creating this
0: i can absolutely test attest to that from her firsthand experience um with my own kids especially my older uh son and um the mental health state that he was in when he was in the school system versus Mm -hmm. now that he's home Mm -hmm. Uh, huge it's like a weight has been
1: lifted off of them right Mm -hmm.
0: yeah
1: Yeah. amazing
0: it's it is amazing so i do definitely think if you have the means to do it that is one solution um to this kind of counter movement of you know um taking back control um over you know how our kids are raised and Uh, the kind of stuff that they're being exposed to uh, and indoctrinated with. But I definitely go deeper in this report report, because it's not just profit-driven. It's definitely, um, it goes deeper than that into uh, depopulation and sterilization. I mean, Mm -hmm. you have to really consider that as part of this agenda. Um, Why is there such a push from every single federal agency every single intergovernmental organization every single globalist organization um to to sterilize people and to get people into believing that they should not um have children and have families
1: well because we can grow babies in incubators and we can set the genetics to exactly how we would like i mean Uh that's where that's going in the future.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree. And so I kind of talked about the history, especially with Planned Parenthood, has a very well-documented history of eugenics, sterilization, depopulation. And I just kind of refresh people's memories on that because people really tend to look at things within a bubble. And instead of looking at them in a historical context, because there's nothing new under the sun, is there? I mean, this nope. has been a, an agenda that's really been under the radar. Um, it was more overt in the early 1900s, but it didn't yep. go away. It just went under the radar. Um, right. They and found continue- other means of
1: doing it, other other ways to market it.
0: Exactly. They market it as, like, this empowering thing. It's a human right. Like, the language changed. Yeah. It was a psychological warfare, a psychological manipulation, uh, you know, mass control um, over, you know, and just using the language, um, changing the language and turning it into something empowering where people feel like that they need to have it because it's a human right.
1: Right. and. God, it's so, it's sick and so manipulative.
0: Yeah, it's so sick and twisted. And then, of course, if you want to talk about the really most sick and twisted aspect of it, it's, of course, the the normalization of pedophilia, because at this point, you really can't deny that underneath the many layers of pride is this agenda and a normalized pedophilia. And you really can't deny the connections going all the way back from um, the father's who were really just fraudsters and quacks but the fathers of gender theory of the sexual revolution of the the kind of um sexual education that's given to children to this day mm-hmm. they were all pro pedophile
1: mhm yeah sick people did you see the recent little billboard post that Planned Parenthood did on virginity
0: oh yeah i did see that yeah did. yeah
1: yeah I'll find that one real quick. I'm sure people on social media have, have seen it. Um, it's just, it's just another in your, you know, for people like you and I, and, and our listeners, we see it and we know exactly what they mean and where it's going. But, uh, so they say they have this billboard and it says virginity is a social construct. And then this is what Planned Parenthood tweeted. And they say, the idea of virginity comes from outdated, let's be real, patriarchal ways of thinking that hurts everyone. So virginity is just a social construct. No one's allowed to be virgins anymore. We will only dole out our puberty blockers. We will do abortions and we will fight for the transgenders.
0: Uh... Mm hmm so nothing is real everything's up for debate right even what a woman is but yeah this normalization of pedophilia it doesn't it's not just you know kind of in the realm of theory it's actually being implemented right like um in academia and in therapy and in school books right and um also i saw a a video the other day of uh, a teacher saying the same sort of thing as this therapist is here about you know minor we don't need to call them pedophiles we need to call them minor attracted persons
1: give me a break
0: and the students actually pushed back saying nope nope not buying it they're pedophiles stop pushing this yeah so that was actually good to see
1: and look at in i don't know what all areas was this this was taking place in. was it i'm sure canada was one but probably in places in the US too, where during these pride parades, you have all these naked people and naked men and yep. and you've got kids there. Now, parents, sorry, shouldn't be bringing their kids to that. The thing is, is you're making it, you're normalizing mm-hmm. having all this nudity in front of you when we already know that, I'm not saying that they're all pedophiles, but there is a percentage there that are. And even if there wasn't, you're still normalizing the child's mind to think this is all totally normal behavior. Mm-hmm. So now, if they find themselves in a situation like this, in they're totally now, right. Are they gonna? Is there a little alarm bell gonna go up? Or are they no. gonna think, oh, this is totally normal? Right,
0: exactly. It's I dangerous. mean, they're totally disarmed into thinking that um, everything's okay, so they're not going to be suspecting um, for an interaction with a pedophile who is going to be grooming them or actually performing
1: and the fact that you know, this nudity activities is, on them is um was allowed <laughs> that says it all
0: yep yep but it goes even deeper than that because um and then you could see the consequences of it like you were just saying um uh how it really kind of not just emboldens um it, it not just um, endangers the children, but it emboldens the predators, right? Mm-hmm. And we've seen a lot of stories like this one, which was really horrific, that came out um, last year, um, exposing the this pride activist couple um, in the Atlanta, Georgia area who had adopted two boys. And they were actually part of a pedophile ring and pimping out their children, and uh. making pornographic videos. It was sick, so sick and evil, but I feel like this kind of um, normalization definitely emboldens the Predators.
1: Absolutely.
0: It provides them a lot of cover, right? Um, Absolutely.
1: Yep.
0: Yeah, but it goes even deeper than that because I feel like, especially this year, I've seen a lot of imagery connecting the pride flag to this, meaning it's more than a symbol of for the LGBTQ. BTQ plus or whatever movement, it's a symbol for globalism. Mm-hmm. And um, so we really kind of get into that because the pride movement, I think it's undeniable at this point, how it's been co-opted by globalists who are attempting to undermine really the vo- the very foundations of society, including national mm-hmm. identity and family. And we saw a lot of that this year. I don't know why the image isn't pulling up, but
1: mm-hmm.
0: But yeah, a lot of using the flags in more of a symbolic way to say that, like, this country has been taken over and this flag represents something more than just pride. It's right. representing um, a globalist takeover. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. And people notice this all throughout the month. Um Of June Um, Mm -hmm. in all of their countries the same sort of thing like you know the it's kind of a breakdown of national sovereignty and this installation of like a a woke globalist takeover
1: yeah even even the military involving the military in it and everything yeah yeah
0: and then the final layer that I really delved into um, was how it it, the whole agenda behind pride it's really uh subverting faith it's really the essence of it when you get to the heart of it it's um it's a spiritual warfare um Mm -hmm. behind this cultural movement and there's this real intentional effort to subvert christian values which this country was based on and replace christianity with this kind of secular woke cult and i saw Mm -hmm. more of that imagery this year as to uh, uh, as compared to previous years have you i mean it seems like that aspect of it's really ramped up
1: oh yeah it's it's, it's 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 with each year it's been ramping up yeah it's it's gotten out of control and and that's why we're seeing a lot more um people fighting back. They're they're done with this. They're absolutely done with it.
0: Yep. Yep. I mean from the uh you know drag queens doing Bible story hour in churches um to we really saw it on full display this month um with the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence um do getting being honored at the LA Dodgers. Um, while Christians were, thousands of Christians were protesting outside the stadium. Yeah. And the just disgusting and offensive portrayals that Sisters of uh, Perpetual Indulgence have done in the past, like this one right here up on the screen, um, mm. you know, imagery using Jesus' as crucifixion and pole dancing on that. I mean, sick. Yep. Incredibly offensive.
1: Yeah yeah i mean it what the whole thing that's crazy to me is they're basically celebrating their sexuality you know it's not yep <laughs> i mean on
0: the on it, the yeah on the surface layer they are i mean i feel like there's so many millions of people that are involved in this that are just pawns they don't understand that they've been oh, co-opted oh, yeah. by all these right. other agendas right they're being completely used, yep
1: you know these people, globalists that are fighting for this, don't give two craps about us or the LGBTQ movement or the black community for that matter that they've now incorporated into this. they're just using everyone to move their agendas forward,
0: and Absolutely. I, I don't
1: know how much longer and how much harder they can keep pushing this forward, um, because too many people are done with it, they've had it. And unfortunately, Mm -hmm. it's already had a major impact on kids. Um, And I think this may be the wake up call for parents to say, hey, we got to form our own homeschools, we got to get out of the public system. And um, some will say they need to rectify the public school system. Um, I will say, in my personal humble opinion, I think that is way too much of a challenge because the the federal government shouldn't even be involved in the in the education system. So, uh, some major, 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 major changes would have to happen. Um, and your kid will already go through five years of indoctrination before a dent's made.
0: Right. Personally. Right. Yeah. In yeah. my I-
1: opinion. From what I've seen and what I've researched and what's going on out there, um, the homeschooling and uh, homeschool networks, private schools, you know, Christian schools, that would be the way to go
0: agree i think that um change if that is ever going to come in the system would take decades it's like you're in the devil's
1: den and mm -hmm. you're trying to change it from the inside
0: right and so if you are doing this for personal reasons meaning like for your own kids education i don't think that you could expect results that quickly um more realistically you know it would happen way if it does ever happen reform does ever happen then it would be way later um so yeah i agree that um you know i appreciate the people that are trying to reform the system i personally believe that we need to scrap it and start over right,
1: right. yeah
0: yeah but um you know to each the sum. department
1: of education would be the first step
0: yeah yeah exactly But so one of the layers, and I already kind of talked about this briefly, was that um, one of the layers of pride that I discussed in the report is this rising mental illness in our country and how 70% of people diagnosed with gender dysphoria have a history Mm -hmm. of mental illness. But I wanted to kind of go into that because I'm going to segue into another story that uh, involves this week, Um, you know, and you couple that With the fact that 25% or one in four people in this country is on medication for mental illness. And we're talking about, you know, most of these medications are like SSRIs, which could have serious side effects that actually make mental illness much worse, like suicidal thoughts, right?
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And then you add on top of that, the side effects of hormone treatments, which can cause aggression. I mean, it's just a recipe for disaster. I mean, and in my opinion, Big Pharma is really creating an army of mentally ill and po- potentially dangerous people. And that has a lot to do with why we're lately seeing this rise um, in transgender shooters. And yeah. we saw um, another one, you know, this week, um, Monday on the 3rd in Philadelphia. So Kim Brady character. Shot five men, uh, injured two children, and character, uh, uh, sorry, character had a history of mental illness um, and liked to dress as a woman. And so, um, you know, you have to bring that uh, aspect of, of it into the discussion about how much these serious drugs that people are on. Mm-hmm. um are affecting people and we're how how this is creating a dangerous situation um with the mass shooters right
1: and what doctors are seeding whose minds with god knows what
0: yeah Hmm. so this guy character character he was also apparently a blm supporter but i saw posts pro-Trump post, pro-Second Amendment things as well. So sending really confusing mixed messages about where this guy personally stands, what his personal beliefs are. Of course, you have to um, always wonder when it comes to uh, the social media posts and manifestos of mentally ill shooters. And I know in the past, um, we've definitely raised questions because it looked as though some of these people may have been groomed Uh, by possibly federal agents right in order to push anti-second amendment legislation what are your thoughts on that sorry
1: i was was reading through the comments on my post of what we're going to be discussing in a few minutes so i lost the last sentence you said
0: Oh, just about how some of these shooters, and I'm not suggesting character was one of them, but some shooters, it looks like in the past, have been groomed, possibly by federal agents or, you know, with an agenda to, um, to I think there's definitely create a, a narrative, an anti-Second Amendment narrative that pushes for legislation. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well well okay are you talking legislation as far as with guns
0: yeah gun legislation using these fa- like using false flag shooting incidents
1: for oh the i think purpose- that's been going on for many years
0: yeah yeah definitely and i'm not yeah, suggesting and a, and that character was part of it but the social and, media and, and- posts of character are strange meaning that they were both <laughs> pro blm and pro trump and pro second amendment i can't wrap my head around this guy yeah and we
1: keep seeing this over and over these really bizarre stories um really crazy yeah
0: yeah so anyways yeah (laughs) all right so uh moving on i'm going to get into some good news uh that came out this week um so on the 4th of july we received a major victory for free speech a federal judge issued an injunction banning the Biden administration from communicating in any way with social media companies to censor free speech. So this is in relation to an ongoing lawsuit by the attorneys general in Missouri and Louisiana against the Biden administration. And in the discovery process, um, they in this case many communications between the white house officials and twitter and facebook um, show that the white house directly targeted free speech um, on those platforms by forcing the social media companies to censor topics on hunter biden's laptop uh, election interference origins of covid dangers of the covid jab even climate change gender discussions the economy and criticism of joe biden so um, the direct communications listed out in the discovery um, in this case uh, between the white house and the big tech companies um, it's included threats of retaliation for non-compliance with the white house's demands so um, white house officials Um, would say things like Rob Flaherty, for example, would make these threatening statements and communications with big tech companies, like we're pursuing all our options here. Uh, Like if you don't do what we say, we're gonna pursue all our options Mm -hmm. and we're taking a a more aggressive approach. Like you're not handling this well enough, right? So we're gonna take a more aggressive approach to handle misinformation on your platforms. And then Mm. they were doing public threats as well including um, stating, uh, you know, from the White House, stating that they were going to revoke liability protections under Section 230 for spreading vaccine misinformation. So in their internal communications, the White House um, threatened to hold big tech companies accountable for killing people uh, because they were allowing people to question the COVID jab. And they were comparing, you know, Facebook and Twitter Um, their roles in the January 6th riot to their roles in spreading COVID misinformation, like saying, you know, you're, you're endangering the public by allowing this to happen. And we're going to hold you accountable, that kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. So in short, the discovery process in this case has revealed some really damning internal communications proving that the White House directly censored speech that they didn't like using threats. And so this preliminary injunction, it prohibits the White House, the DOJ, the FBI, the DHS, CDC, everybody, all these other agencies from working with big tech to censor speech. And the injunction has been appealed uh, by the defense, but will stay in place until the appeal is heard and given all the evidence found in the discovery process, which I kind of highlighted, um, it's really, I think, I think in my opinion, it's unlikely that the injunction is going to be overturned and I want you to hear what the, the judge is ruling here. Cause it's, it's really damning. I'm just going to read it.
1: <laughs> okay. So, so this is it. what
0: the judge said. The plaintiffs are likely to succeed on the merits and establishing that the government has used its power to silence the opposition. Opposition to COVID-19 vaccines, opposition to COVID-19 masking and lockdowns, opposition to lab leak theory of COVID-19, opposition to the validity of the 2020 election, opposition to President Biden's policies. Statements that the Hunter Biden laptop story was true in opposition to policies of the government officials in power all were suppressed it is quite telling that each example or category of suppressed speech was conservative in nature this targeted suppression of conservative ideas is a perfect example of viewpoint discrimination of political speech. American citizens have the right to engage in free debate about the significant issues affecting the country. Although this case is still relatively young, and at this stage the court is only examining it in terms of plaintiff's likelihood of success on the merits, the evidence produced thus far depicts an almost dystopian scenario. During the COVID-19 pandemic, a period perhaps best characterized by widespread doubt and uncertainty, the United States government seems to have assumed a role similar to an Orwellian Ministry of Truth. The plaintiffs have presented substantial evidence in support of their claims that they were the victims of a far-reaching and widespread censorship campaign. This court finds that they are likely to succeed on the merits of their First Amendment's free speech claim against the defendants. Therefore, a preliminary injunction should be issued immediately.
1: Nice. (laughs) Excellent. (laughs) I mean, the bottom line is they had no constitutional right to interfere in the first place. Nope. Um, But... You know, I will take this as a win. Uh, we we got to take what we can get right now. And... Yeah.
0: And based on this court ruling just of the preliminary injunction, I would say this case has a strong chance of winning. So, yeah. I mean, because this uh, ruling and the comments that the judge made, uh, extremely damning. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm looking forward to more developments on this one. So... We'll take the win.
1: Absolutely.
0: All right. So um, I have one more topic and then we'll move on to your personal story about the experience with the smoke situation um, in various parts of the the country. But um, I want to talk about this. I think that this is important. Um, So this week, uh, Zelensky warned about Russia potentially blowing up the Zaporizhia nuclear power plant, which Russian troops took control of back in March of 2022. So Zelensky used this warning to bolster his calls for Ukraine to join NATO, like, immediately, all right? Mm -hmm. So a NATO summit is being held next week on July 11th and 12th you got to love the timing here right of course where members will discuss fast tracking ukraine's membership into nato and zelensky claims that russia planted explosives on the roofs of this nuclear plant and last month ukraine uh, had warned of russia of a russian terror attack at this same plant, claiming that the cooling pods had been rigged with explosives. Now, the big question, of course, is why would the Russians blow up a nuclear power plant that is already under their control? It makes no sense. Right. Yeah. And this reminds me of, you know, just like it made no (laughs) sense when they claimed Russia blew up Nord Stream, right? right? And we all know that turned out to be a lie. In fact, the Russians are claiming that it is the Ukrainians who want to blow up this nuclear power plant. And all we have to do is look at who stands to gain from blowing up the plant. I mean, this would obviously take the war to an all-new level and impact NATO's decision about Ukraine's membership, and it would expand the war from a regional conflict, and with then with NATO getting involved, it would turn into a world war. So, Ukraine would benefit from the NATO membership, but also you have to um, look at what's going on on here domestically, uh, because uh, domestically, Biden said he's Interested in considering fast-tracking Ukraine for NATO membership, but the Biden regime would benefit from a new distraction because, you know, we have this whole situation with the economy collapsing, uh, daily news coming out about Joe Biden's bribery scheme. They're losing control, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And then um, Zelensky has said that he's, you know, getting a lot of backing from European countries. Um, He met with Macron, Francis Macron, uh, just this week. And Macron needs a distraction from the riots that are taking place in France. So in short, I think it's becoming obvious that the, you know, authoritarian powers that be are losing control and they're desperate, and desperate people do desperate things. So I don't know what your thoughts are on this, but I don't know if this is just a threat, you know, of a false flag on the nuclear power plant to justify Ukraine's membership in NATO, or if these desperate criminals are willing to actually blow it up. But Either way, we are living in some perilous times right now with a bunch of psychopathic yeah. criminals making decisions
1: right. It's absolutely terrible what's going on over in France and I was just told, and I haven't looked into it, but I was told the other day that uh they were shutting down the internet there to try to get things under control, and I said, "Well, what about you know business establishments and banks and this and that that you know need the internet to?" Do? and And they didn't know the answer so did did you hear about that?
0: Yeah, yeah, I've heard about social media being shut down to quell the riots. Um, I don't know if that's still on so the internet,
1: just social media.
0: Yeah, I think specific social media sites. I-, okay. I read something about TikTok. I don't know how broad, how sweeping this censorship um mm. on social media is happening in France but yeah I've heard about it interesting uh oh, not- <laughs> insisting the president was not threatening a general blackout but instead occasional and temporary suspensions of platforms
1: <laughs> there we have it
0: such as Snapchat and TikTok for organizing and enc- encouraging rioting violence, and violence mm yeah so Ugh. so yeah that that's why I'm concerned about all of this these you know <laughs> false flags um that you know Zelensky's warning about, um uh, because right. I see how desperate these people in power are. They're absolutely losing control, and they need something to distract from, yep, yep, all right, so let's move on to the last topic because I know that you have a personal story um about the smoke that was happening yeah, i thought and, it was in the the northeast but you're saying that it was really you know well a lot of different so places it,
1: it, yeah so <sighs> apparently the wind keeps changing edge and things are moving from you know uh east to west and west to east and every which way from sunday and so we've got you know all across New York and Ohio and Michigan and Indiana, Illinois, Wisconsin, you name it. It's just moving everywhere. And this has been going on for a month, moving in and out of different states. And they say it's all from the Canadian wildfires. And so a couple weeks ago, I went out on uh, the back deck and there was a, I had a small little table out there. And I noticed all these little tiny things and I look up close, like, why are there dozens of dead bugs? They looked like tiny little gnats, you know, just dead bugs just laying there. And I don't spray. There was no, nothing had been sprayed out there that would have killed them. It was very strange. And so then, uh, fast forward a couple weeks and I get my, my dog's not doing well, and so he woke me up crying at 7.30 in the morning, and I take him out front, and I'm standing there holding him up while he's going to the bathroom, and I'm looking up and down the street, and I'm like, God, everything's so hazy, and it smells like burning plastic. And, oh, no, wait, actually, before that, two days before that, um, on my nightstand, and I haven't had the windows open for A long time because it's been so hot and muggy and so two nights prior to this on my nightstand I come to bed and there's like a dozen of these little dead gnats just laying on my nightstand I'm like how the hell did you guys even get up here and why did you all congregate around my nightstand and I rarely turn the light on on that nightstand either um because it's very bright (laughs) (laughs) so that was incredibly strange and odd and then it was two days later that I go outside and I just see this haze and it smells like burning plastic. So I start looking up. It's like, did, is there something on fire in my town? And then I see, of course, all the articles. No, this is the Canadian wildfires just moving through all of the U.S. and smelling like house. So then I start looking up. Well, uh, is it possible for forest fires to create the smell of burning plastic and, of course, you know, the New York Times covered an article on it. There's a bunch of places that are all covering it because everybody's saying, I smell chemicals and toxins and burning plastic. Burning plastic seems to be the big one. And so they say that over time, as the, uh, the smoke moves through the air and because of uh, the UV radiation, it can create formaldehyde and benzene compounds, which are carcinogens and... Um, and of course other compounds and I don't know how much any of that smells like burning plastic, but I just know that I felt like I was on a, like a drip, like hooked up to an IV for about four days, a sedative moving through me. I was just completely zapped. Um, nothing like what a lot of people are saying they had, um, like burning eyes or scratchy throat or this or that. But then the other thing is all the news media, you know, they'll say, Oh, it is advised that everyone stay inside. Well, it's hot as hell. Everyone's running their air conditioners. So you're still pulling all of that in. Um, Mm -hmm. Anyway, I, I was checking around and just wanting to see. So I did a post on Gab just to see, you know, what's going on with other people. And so I just, I wanted to quickly read through some that cover kind of different states just to show how uh, far the these fires have allegedly, you know, the smoke has allegedly traveled. And I'm not saying there isn't some smoke, but I just feel like there's something else going on here. So uh, we got, I was drowsy and had s- sore muscles all last week. Better now that the smoke has cleared. Bad here all the way down in Maryland. I got bronchitis for the first time in 30 years this week. Uh, We had a, now this is from Ontario, Canada. We had a lot of smoke drift through my neighborhood a couple of nights ago that immediately smelled like burning plastic and other unidentifiable odors. The weather report said it was from the forest fires. I know what burning trees smell like. This wasn't burning trees. There wasn't even wood smoke mixed in. So that was from Ontario, Canada uh let's see i haven't seen anyone talking about this and the whole thing makes no sense we live in central indiana and it just sat there for days i've been sick so much this past month Uh, i'm in east tennessee i do construction work in the area it's been hazy as hell but no eyes burning or throat like other people uh and i've been outside all day in michigan um Let's see, in Michigan and been hazy, but I'm out at least three to four hours and feel the same. Can't see the chemtrails through the haze, so who knows? I live in upstate New York, about 30 miles north of Syracuse, a few days after the fire started in Canada and a day or two after the announcement of that stolen ammonium nitrate shipment, the morning sky had an unusually orange tint. wasn't just the sky, it was everywhere. Like, looking at the surroundings with orange-tinted glasses, it was surreal. Is there a connection there? Well, a lot of people have brought this up. I don't know. I don't, I don't you know, I, would, I yeah. would have to talk to some scientists on that one or physicists on that one. This uh, one's
0: interesting. Neighbor had four chickens die last night. This was six days ago. One was witness, or one was witnessed having what he described as a seizure at it as it died in front of him in Kentucky.
1: Yeah, and right. I remember
0: when the uh, East Palestine um, spill happened. There were a lot of reports of dead animals, particularly chickens.
1: Right, right. So here's one actually in that neck of the woods. Uh got this from my daughter. She has a little clip attached, but. Got this from my daughter who is in the Columbus, Ohio area. We are a couple of miles outside East Palestine, Ohio. And this is the last thing we need on top of the train wreck dioxins in this area. My question, since when does smoke skip rural areas and target population centers? <laughs> hmm. uh, yeah. And then we've got, uh I have slight lung issues already. And since the smoke, I've had to lay down every afternoon and nap light headache, and burning lungs. Definitely smells like burning plastic here in western New York. Uh, This one, I don't know the location, but both my wife and I have experienced burning eyes, throat, wheezing, feeling unusually tired and lethargic. Um, When I left work yesterday, the air smelled like house fire. Now it smells like plastic. It's hazy and humid. I'm in southeast Michigan. So, I mean, we can see the span of this, Um, and it seems like one, the two common things I've seen across many social media platforms is the smell of burning plastic and feeling really freaking tired. Like the the other ones are kind of hit or miss, but most people seem to be feeling very, very tired from this. So I don't know. I would have to like start looking into the actual impact or effects from stuff like benzene, formaldehyde, ammonium nitrate, all that stuff. But there's just, I just, you know, yeah, I definitely I think, many, think there's many people, including very smart people, believe there's something way more going on here than just forest fire smoke.
0: Right, right, exactly. There's got to be something more going on here. And what is with all the tiny bugs that were reported? Um, you, you saw that um, there were a lot of reports and videos coming out of New York. Um, some of these reports were trying to say that this particular bug is uh you know gravitates towards smoke um it's just strange
1: what kind of bug
0: wasn't there
1: something about green or orange or they were green
0: they're reportedly green or like clear or white
1: hmm yeah clear or white that's interesting um i've been seeing little tiny bugs that i've never seen before One was flying by, and maybe, who knows, coincidentally, I've just never seen before in my life. But I was standing there talking to my my brother about a week or two ago, and it looked like a little cotton ball kind of just floating across, but it had too much momentum. So I reached up and, and grabbed it. And I opened my hand, and he's sitting on my hand, and it was this little tiny, it almost looked like a little tiny white fly, but smaller, and the wings were kind of feathered looking, and I don't know what it was, but I saw a handful of them around here.
0: Hmm, interesting. So I'm interested to hear, um, to see comments from um, our listeners to say, you know, if they have had personal personal experiences over the past week or two too with the smoke in their area so if you're interested in leaving a comment let us know where you know what location you were at and what you experienced and maybe we'll get kind of a broader um idea of how far it stretched and you know the symptoms and everything yeah definitely all right i think that about wraps it up anything else you want to say before we close out No, well i
1: mean we could have gotten into the whole you know bill gates malaria thing and mosquitoes in texas and florida but most people are probably already aware of that story so we'll we'll see how that evolves and maybe cover that in a later one
0: yeah yeah that's a whole nother rabbit hole Corey, but it <laughs> does connect
1: oh <laughs> uh. All right. Oh, but on that note, just real quick, one observation, other observation I've made over the past month, I've been saying, where are all the mosquitoes? Like by now, we're used to having a ton of mosquitoes here and I, I've, I'm not seeing them. So is Bill Gates rounding up all the mosquitoes to inject them and send them back out or what's going (laughs) on? (laughs)
0: Yes. Short answer. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Oh, good lord. All right, guys. Not thank- that I want
1: mosquitoes, but it's a little weird.
0: Yeah. 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 You got to pay attention to all of these things, all of these right. many moving parts. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks for joining us today on Dig It. Please be sure to share this podcast. We're on BitChute, Foxhole, GabTV, iHeartRadio, Odyssey, Pilled, Rumble, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher. And tune in no longer on YouTube. So be sure to subscribe to our other platforms, and we'll see you back next time, right here on Dig It.